welcome to the Extraordinary Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Monaco, and we're talking sports. And to me, there's nothing better. All right, welcome to another edition of the Extraordinary Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. We're on the mic with a very special guest, the Hall of Famer, the rushing record on the ground champion, the one and only Eric Dickerson. It's an honor and pleasure to be on the mic with you, Eric. How are you, sir? I'm good, Alex. How you doing? Thank you. Good. Well, first, I want to thank the sensational In-N-Out Burger for bringing us together. You coming off a, a W on the sideline as a coach for the celebrity basketball game. How good was that victory burger that night, baby? <laughs> it was good. It was good to win. You know, it's, it's always hard to try to coach stars. And, you know, I'm trying to coach Mayweather and, 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 I, and all the rest of the stars out there. And everybody wants to play. And I'm like, look, I'm trying to get everybody in. But the main thing is that we won the game for the charity. So it, it, I got to say, I had, a, I had a blast. It's amazing. Well, you're a great man with an incredible resume. Uh, we could talk about so much. I want to kick things off with just talking about how gracious you were during your tenure as a running back to your teammates. And I know we have individual sports and we, we praise the individual athletes and such in tennis and golf, etc. But team sports to me holds a special place in my heart. But you were so gracious with giving love, especially in that 2,000-yard season when you broke the record. What, what's it like for you to be able to not just elevate your play with your mindset, but getting all the guys around you to buy in and, and really play above the level they're even capable of playing. Well, the U.B. Russia team, I had 2,000 yards, and that was really a team effort, even on the, on the defensive side of the ball, because uh, the defensive players wanted it just as bad as the offensive players wanted it. The offensive linemen wanted it for sure, because I came close my first year. I got to add 1,808 yards, and the next year, you know, went over 2,000, and, and they wanted that record, you know, for, for our team, and, you know, just for the Ram organization. And it's great when, when you got guys up front that, that, that's pulling for you. I mean, the guys up front, they make it happen. I tell all these, these young running backs, you know, without the guys up front, you're nothing. I mean, and, and you really are. And, you know, if you get on a team that doesn't have a good offensive line, sooner or later you find out that, that you need those guys. And I got to say the guys up front, Jackie Slater, Ken Hill, uh, David Hill, Dennis Harrow, you know, all those, all those guys, Doug Smith, you know, that, that block for me. You know, I, mean, I, I would have never uh, got those, those 2,000 yards, you know, if it weren't for those guys. I love it. And, and I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, of your mindset because again you, you just you manifested everything you wanted to in the game of football and, and you called it in it, it was incredible I watched the football life on you right before to prepare for this and, and you know the the particularly the Oilers game where you're like I'm breaking the record today it's gonna happen hit me with that 47 gap which I want to get to in a second as well but speak a little on your mindset because we obviously know it's a physical game but sports is mental if not more than physical and it's just not talked about enough in today's media and I want to get your two cents on your mental fortitude because you're clearly a bull uh, in that realm as well. Well, yeah, you know, when you play a sport like football, because it is physical and it's mental, you have to get ready to get hit. I mean, you have to all of a sudden, you know, you, you know you're warming up and then, you know, you know what's going to happen. You know, you know it's going to be a collision. You know that, that guys, they, they, they talk to you, they try to intimidate you. And, 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 you know, you can't be intimidated. I mean, I, I won't forget, we used to play, we played the Saints in the NFC West back in the 80s and 90s, um, my friend Ricky Jackson, I won't, he told me at a Pro Bowl, I think after my first, first Pro Bowl, 
He said, Eric, he said, man, we thought we could break you. He said, you know, you ran all pretty and big and high, and I, I would I would be able to break you because, you know, they had a really tough defense. Right. He said, man, and we couldn't. He said, we couldn't. He said, the harder the harder we hit you, the harder you ran. And, and that, that was my mindset. It's like, you're not going to break me out here because then I'm letting my football team down. And, and you know, playing a sport like football is – it's so much entailed. There's so much into it. I mean, you have to be you have to be tough physically. You have to be tough mentally, because you know once you once you get once once the, the team see that they have your number, they they can look in your eyes. And say, oh yeah, we got it. He's soft. He's not running hard anymore. And and that's part of it, especially playing the running back position. It's just any position out there: quarterback, offensive lineman. If a guy starts dominating you and he knows he has you, then it's just it, all of a sudden it turns into a different ball game for you and your football team. Right, and I want to talk in going off of that. You know, timing is everything in life uh, as well as in sports. And you were talking with Marcus Allen on the golf course about you know the forty-seven, the forty-seven gap, and how you, it took it took you to realize, all right, I, I have to let the play develop. I got to let the guard pull the tackle, etc., and and really work in that jab step. Now, for me, I'm Jewish Italian. I like to think I got Latin hips, baby. But for you. You know, you're rolling, you're rolling, you're hitting, you're hitting the turns, this and that, the gaps. You know, there's so much more than just a sport of football that you can utilize, whether it's balance, whether it's, I mean, I've heard guys have t- done ballet, things of that nature. Was there anything outside of football that you had skill-wise that you attest to either your balance or how you broke off of tackles? Because all the greats say it never looked like you got hit very hard. <laughs> Trust me, I did. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, I would tell, I would tell any, I tell, I tell all young players, uh, college, high school, got dads ask me, you know, if it was one thing that you'd ask me to tell my son to do playing football, what would it be? I start telling him run track. I don't care if he's not even fast, run track because it develops you. It develops your running skills. It develops you how to run. And sometimes you'll be surprised how fast you can become running track. So for me, tra- track was a big part of, of my deal. You know, even when I worked out, still when I work out, you know, now, matter of fact, I, I, st- I can't run distance, so I, I, I try to run, you know, sprints. But I think that was a big part of it for me was was, was running track. And you're right when I think about the, the play 47 gap is one of my favorite plays in football. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a timing play. You know, things about time. You have to wait for your offensive line to get in front of you, guard and tackle, pool. You can't be in front of them and. And for me, I would take it anywhere. I mean, that was the thing that John Robinson knew about me, my offensive line knew about me, that if I saw a hole, it didn't have to be on the side where the ball was supposed to go. If it was a cutback lane, you know, I could cut back. And you know, as big as I was, you know, I was 6'3", 220. You know, that's big for a running back. And, and then, I, you know, then, and I say, I was always proud of my speed. I was always proud to be fast. So, and I was, and I was fast, you know, and so. That was that was my that, that was my ace in the hole. You know, if, if I got if I got in front of you, it was gonna be hard for you to catch me. There it is, baby. Well, so much of who we are as adults is is a product of where we grew up and how we grew up. And I learned a little bit about your upbringing in Sealy, Texas, and how you were raised. And something jumped out to me, actually, in a football life as well. And it was a quote your dad said on the sideline to you. And it was, all all you do, do what you might. Things done by halves are never done right. You know, that truer words never spoken. That That quote says so much and I, I wish that today's era of, of athletes, not just in football, would take that. Um, because, again, I want to I want to use that to kind of segue into not just your upbringing, but also how much that means. Because, you know, athletes weren't paid back in the day like they are now. So the your why and, and, and how you go about your business once you're paid, maybe it's different, maybe it isn't. But for you, first off, with, with the upbringing, what – 
how much did that quote carry with you over the years? And then secondly, you know, how could you take that quote and implement it in today's modern day athlete? Well, I'll say that that quote meant, means a lot to me still. And to, uh, today, in my, in my life today, at 57 years old, I just said it yesterday at Inglewood High School in Morningside High School uh, to, to the kids because I believed it. I mean, I really believe that, you know, playing football, as he said, you know, if, no matter what you do, and, and that was his thing, no matter what you do, Eric, if you're going to be a, a, a street sweeper or if you're going to be a janitor, if you're going to be a football player, a teacher, you say, be the best. You know, no, be the best. Know when you look back that, that, that you gave it 100%. I like today's athletes, you know, a lot of these big best today's athletes, not, not all of them, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm not here to criticize. A lot of these guys are all about self. You know, it's about, you know, like how many people I get on my, my Instagram page and, you know, how many people know who I am. And, and I, I've, got, I've got to make them see me. It's not about that because if you're a great player, they're going to see you no matter what. And that, that's just the fact. You, know, you, don't have to, you don't have to go out and say, hey, I'm the best that ever did it. You know, you don't have to say that. Let other people say that about you. And, and that's just what I believe. I'm, you know, I'm from a small town in Texas. And, and I said this before is that, you know, I thank God because, you know, these opportunities don't, don't come often, you know, from, from, a, from, from a small town guy, you know, from 2,000 people, 50, 50, 50 people in my graduating class. Um, you know, and, and I'm just, I was just blessed, you know, to, to have the talent that God gave me. And I say to, to, run, to run a football. <laughs> that's, that's how I can put it. No, I hear you. Well, I, I essentially what I'm hearing is you were about the work, and, and I study all the sports broadcasters. It's what I want to do. And so, you know, looking at Colin Coward, for example, who you're, you're on his truth couch, of course, and I, I love that he preaches that he's about the work. He puts his head down, and he's about the work, and whatever happens after happens after. So it sounds like, you know, do you think that all the sports debate shows and all the social media, would that have changed your era at all? Would you? I mean, you, you clearly were about the work and about the love and, and the gratitude and, and giving to your teammates. But do you think that th- that era would have changed at all if there was all this sports media and everyone was talking about all the athletes back then? Would you have liked it, or are you glad that you, you played in the era you did? I'm glad I played in the era I did, but, but there's one thing that I did not like, and I did not like that I was not a fan of the media because the media could turn anything where they wanted to, and we had no outlet. I mean, like, if, like when I held out, I had a holdout. You know, it was always, I'm the bad guy. You know, he's this, he's a money-hungry guy, and he's that. You know, teammates don't like him. And, and we had no, you know, you had no way of, of rebutting that. You know, in today's sports, they do. You guys are fortunate. They have, they have, you know, Facebook. They have Twitter. You know, they, you tell their story because the media, believe me, you know, they, they turn things. And, 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 I mean, they've done it to me. You know, it's just funny when, when people have met me, you know, years ago, especially after I retired. And they said, man, you're not nothing like, like, they, like they portray you as. And that's, that's the thing that, that I hate about, about media. Look. A guy's who a guy is. Look, you, you might not like a guy. You might not be a favorite fan of a guy. But if he's a great player, he's a great player. Now, if he's an ass, he's an ass. That, that's just part of the deal. But 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 if a guy is a, is a good guy, don't don't. All these teams, they do stuff to protect the football team. You know, the player has to do stuff to protect him. And that's that's one of my main things that I wish we had in our era. We didn't have. You know, the media could take advantage of a situation for for whatever an organization. And really run you into the ground, make you out to be this this bad, bad, bad guy. That's the best that's the scenario I can give you. I just I was talking to T.O. about you know, his situation, not going into not going to the camp to the Hall of Fame. And, I, and, and the funny thing, our lives kind of similar. You know, they kind they kind of parallel each other. You know, different 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 eras. You know, different different positions. But you know, he was raised by his grandmother. I was raised by my great aunt. You know, the media was, didn't like him. The media didn't like me because I was, I was, on, I was, I was an honest, I'm an honest guy. I mean, 
Right. What you see is what you get. You might not like it, even about myself. You might not like it. But hey, this is what this is what the truth, this is my truth, and this is what I believe. Mm. And so, you know, this is that's that's the only thing that I wish that, that would have had in our day. But as far as playing the sport, man, I think I played the sport, you know, in the era that, that I'm I'm glad I played it in. I'm glad to see the guys make the money they make. I don't care how much of this people ask me all the time. Hey, man, do you wish you you job? Like, man, I'm not jealous of that because I know how hard it is out there. I know that that, sh- that career is short. You know, it's a very short career. And so I'm, I'm happy those guys, you know, get a chance to make that kind of money because, you know, it, it, it doesn't just help them. It helps their family. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're out there for way more than just yourself. So I know I only got you for a few more minutes here. I just want to want to get deep for a quick second. I love asking this question because, you know, sports teaches us so much about life. But at the running back position specifically, Eric, what did being a running back teach you about life that carried with you long after you hung it up? You have to depend on other people. It's not all about you. You have to have people that is in your corner that's going to help you because of the running back position. Really, you have to depend on the guys in front of you. I mean, without the, like I said earlier, without those guys, trust me, you're nothing. I mean, like I said, it just goes back to that that, that I. It's, you know, it's me, me, me. I, I, I. It's not. You know, it's a team effort. And even in life, you know, you have to have friends. You have to have people to, to help you. I mean, and I just believe that. I just think you can't do anything alone. Uh, not even uh, no one wants to sit in a room by themselves alone for the rest of their life. So right. for me, I just believe it, it taught me the team effort. Well, speaking of team, I'm uh, I'm, I'm running a race for my buddy. He's been battling a degenerative degenerative disease called neurofibromatosis two for about over a decade now. We run a race for him in San Diego every every year. We we rally the community. I don't know if you mind just saying shout out to Garrett for me. Team Garrett, we all run a race supporting him. Uh, speaking of you know being around others and having them lift you up, it, it would mean the world if you wouldn't just say what up, Garrett. And uh, one more time, we're doing this. This is our last race. We've done it uh, six times now. Team Garrett, uh, I wish y'all good luck. Uh, Garrett, hang in there. Just know that, once again, hard work and, and, and having a belief in God, that's the most important thing. So, Team Garrett, way to go. Eric, thank you so much, man. And, and last thing, I just want to thank you for just being an excellent example, like you alluded to earlier, of being you. I think the fact that you were the number one recruit out of high school, you had the the kitchen sink thrown at you in terms of materialistic items and you stayed true to yourself even all the way through the pros you know getting the horse the horses in the ranch and staying staying true to your roots that means so much and I think if anything from your story and your example I hope more athletes follow uh, the model you set because really you're you're on and off the field uh, a model citizen and I, I truly mean that thanks man thank you and it was nice talking to you and good meeting you at In and Out Burger. In and Out, baby. Oh my 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 homie the Schmo says what up. He interviewed you post game on the W. He was fired up. That was a that was a sub in and a beautifully coached game, baby. Gotta love Mayweather stepping up with three minutes to go. What's that about said hello? I will, I will. All right, Eric, I appreciate you, man. Have a great day. And that was Eric Dickerson, Hall of Fame running back for the LA Rams, the Indianapolis Colts. The Raiders and the Falcons. This is Alex Monaco. You've been listening to the Extraordinary Sports Podcast. Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. You gotta love it. Until next time, ta-ta real smooth.